Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Richard Porter, and this is a Smith & Sniff Clip Show. Hello, it's Richard here. Happy New Year and all that. Uh, it's a slightly different Smith & Sniff this week because Johnny and I are still taking a short break. So to fill the void, I've pulled together some clips from our old YouTube videos. Uh, these are all excerpts from the times that we parked up and were having lunch because the audio is better without any background road noise. On the downside, because we're having lunch, there's sometimes the sound of us eating, which I know is slightly revolting, but hopefully doesn't spoil the whole thing. We'll be back to normal next week with a brand new episode, but in the meantime, please enjoy the sweepings from our factory floor, which is also how my dad told me that Wheater Flakes were made. Um, I don't think that's actually true. Can I ask you a slightly controversial question? Yes. What's the point of Magnus Walker? Gosh, uh, well, he is like... Imagine a new age traveller <laughs> who instead of instead of having an, an old library, mobile library, with a with a wood burner in the back. Yeah, he accidentally um, owns most of downtown Los Angeles. Yeah, he's what he's done, he's sort of ratchet strapped three nine two eights together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, oh, I see, you're like yeah, he's like he's like a new age traveller that just happens to be really into Porsches. Yeah, I, no, the reason I ask is because I, I, I have seems, you met him? No, I've never met him. He seems I've never met him. He seems like he's a really nice guy. And I know like people who have, but he's he he seems like a really, really nice bloke. Yeah, we've had we've got mutual friends who, who But yeah. as far as I can work out, he is a clothing magnate turned property developer yeah. who occasionally slightly ruins old 911s and is somehow fated as a Porsche Universe hero. Yeah. I just go, he's a nice chap, but I don't I don't get it. Is it my, my yeah. I, I'm I not know. sure he gets it because you know he's always like people. Apparently, people are always asking him to make outlaw. Yeah. Oh, I've got an old 911. Could you put the wrong lights on it and some mismatched panels, please? And to his credit, he goes, no, no. Uh, I, I just make them every so often for my own amusement. Mm. And that so hats off to him. He created his that. own mystique. Well, I wonder if he has or if other people have done it for him, and he's just a sort of reluctant passenger. But either way, I just don't get it. You know those um, key cupboards that, like, American valets have? Yeah. He's just got them all in his hair and beard. All his car keys, yeah. All his Porsche keys (laughs) under his hat. Oh, look, there's the... uh, His dreads. There's the key for that new uh, new, uh, 928 that I just got. So, hang on, if he he sneezes in the restaurant... Oh, it jangles a lot. No, he doesn't jangle a lot. He just fires keys across the... No, they're really well secured because of the tangles in his... Oh, he uh, he wraps them around. In his hair and beard, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what he does anyway. Magnus's beard key cupboard. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. So, you know, I mean, I want to say, what's the point a, of him? He's, he's a good key storage he's facility. He's created it, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just don't get why he's like a hero of the Porsche world. No. Uh, 
because you know he's not Derek Bell. Can you finish? Oh yeah, now Derek, I've just come back from Goodwood. Mm-hmm. So while you were at a kids, while you were at two kids parties mm-hmm. on Saturday, well, I was one arena. I didn't go to Goodwood. Um, I was getting suntanned and enjoying Derek Bell being introduced to everybody as five-time winning Le Mans man, Derek Bell. And I think even his best, I think he. He's a lovely guy. I've met him before. I reckon his best friends still introduce him as that. But no one ever calls him Derek Bell. <laughs> they say, oh, do you want to meet um, Five Time? Or, oh, uh, you know in Starbucks when it's like, what's your name? And you write it yeah. on a cup. <laughs> can, you, can you write... He always has to order a big coffee because there's not room otherwise. Yeah, tall. What's the bigger one than tall? Five Times. Oh, Grande or Vente or something, I don't know. Mm. Five Times. One mm. winning. Champion. Can I not just write Derek on? I'm just going to put Derek B. This time, I've run out of room. No, no, no. You're not putting just Derek B. on. No, you have to put five five times. times. Lee Mans. Yeah. Winning. Do you five times Le Mans winning (laughs) champion (laughs) Derek Belt? I now pronounce you wife and five times Le Mans winning (laughs) champion Derek Bell husband. Friend of mine who has a business in Chichester sold Derek Bellamoa. It's true. Who's Derek Bell? Oh, sorry. Strap that. Who are you talking about? A friend of mine in Chichester Mm -hmm. sold a mower to a guy called Five Times the Mon winning Derek Bell. Oh, Five Times the Mon winning Derek Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Why don't you say Derek Bell? I mean, I was a bit confused with it there. I mean, why wouldn't you? What would you call Jackie Stewart? Well, three-time Formula One world champion Jackie Stewart. Would you not add anything else on? No. Always seems slightly put out, Jackie I mean, Stewart, despite no one being paid to turn up at the event. <laughs> no one will ever beat when a slightly peevish Max Mosley said that Jackie Stewart dresses like a 1920s musical. <laughs> I had some kind of spat and Max Mosley said like well how can you take him seriously I mean look at him he dresses like a 1920s musical <laughs> well you know to that end can you imagine Jackie Stewart imagine Jackie Stewart just because he's bored and he doesn't need the money he just wanted a new project he gets he gets roped into to doing an intense scheduled uh, West End musical where he has to be <laughs> artificially jolly all of the time I don't think he could do it he's too, he's too intense jaunty dancing and no, stuff no he's too intense but how would or he doing guys and dolls but, he's, but he accidentally signed up for it and the contract <laughs> 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 I've got and it's, and it, and my agent the papers are already saying can't believe it this is going to be the most flamboyant <laughs> out, <laughs> jolly experience <clears throat> Starring, starring. Starring. Oh, no, I don't think this is going to be any serious. Louis, and this is Lee Nota here, and we shouldn't be doing this. Jackie, we're in the middle of an actual show. Could you just do the fucking line? No, I remember once. Jazz hands, jazz hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you ever heard Jackie Stewart laugh? No. No. What about if. Jackie Stewart uh, did two front-wheel drive undesirable Fords what Magnus Walker is doing to Porsches. 
Because obviously Jackie's got a long relationship <laughs> he's with Ford. He's got an old Granada and put some mismatched panels he's on got, it. He's got a, sc- yeah, he's got a Scorpio. Relates. You see, I, nah, I see Jackie Stewart as the opposite. He would restore it to immaculate perfection. A factory spec throughout. What about, you, there would need to be family tart in it. Anyway, I, it all looks totally standard. I think that's just a cheeky little tag on the seat that's in the tartan. Oh, really? That's subtle? That, I will grant you, it's non-standard. They don't pop the bonnet and the, what, the, the engine whole base engine, <laughs> the, it's all been airbrushed in immaculate tartan. Like, just looks like someone's draped a cloth uh, over the cam covers. And... I, I think, yeah, he would do that. But that's the thing, that's, that's just for you. But he would, he would say to, to Lord March, or Duke March guy... He would say, I want to unveil my new project at the Festival of Speed to a fanfare. I'm keeping it a total secret. You've got to trust me on this. And, yeah. <laughs> and obviously, Charlie Martin's like, well, it's, it's Jack. Oh, my God, it's going to be. It's some kind of supercar, the Stuart supercar we've all dreamt of. I'll reserve 40 years. 10 minutes out the front of the house at yeah. midday. I've got some tartan fireworks. Oh, yeah. I'm going to throw everything at this. Yeah. I've got a big, big drape that will fall down in front of the house. Yeah. Da-da, fanfare. Yeah. Maybe wheel out some of Jackie's previous winning cars in a fan yes. arrangement. They'll all yes. come in one by one. Down, and then what does Jackie? What the does piper Jackie do? comes out. What does Jackie little, do? Yeah. Oh, so he marches out the front door. There's a pipe. Those pipers. There's. No, I'm thinking. There's that. The drummers. The drummer. Did, very, very, uh, very, very crisp. Yeah. Crisp drumming. Don't they put them up to their lips? I think as well? they might do. Yeah. I think it might be their faces that make <laughs> the noise. What does Jackie do? What happens next? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for for about half an hour or so. <laughs> People are going, the fanfare was brilliant. Going on a bit for Groove. Crying in a bucket. At last. And then... Everyone's going to that. And then... I don't know. There's does it, does it drop? Is it when the curtains yeah. drop? It's in a yeah. cube, in a black yeah. curtain. It's proper cube. David Blaine shit where you didn't yeah. know it was there and then. You just boom. do that and it. And it's a Mark IV Escort. <laughs> Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a little story t- for you. And I saw it the other day when, um, when I was driving down the A1. Mm. I was behind um, a Vectra VXR. Do you oh, remember them? Yeah. The, the car, car that I think infamously suddenly became a thousand quid a year to tax. Very, very high power front wheel drive. Yes. Quite understeery, I seem to remember. Well, I had one on what became a really random, like, lads road trip weekend. I had one just as a press car for, mm. for that week. A couple of my mates, we were like, let's go to, let's go in the middle of nowhere in Wales. I had the car full of people, so it was three in the back, two in the front, weekends worth of stuff in the boot. Mm. We'd booked a B&B that was lad-friendly. Mm. Does it say <laughs> Lad-friendly B&B. Well, I think a lot of them aren't, are they? Because mm. they're often run by slightly passive-aggressive ladies of a certain age. <laughs> they don't want your shit on their doorstep. <laughs> well... We drove there the sh- the the um the scenic route from Stamford, Lincolnshire, mm. across yeah. to, to Aberystwyth. Oh yeah, through the valleys, you know the epic route. Mm-hmm. And then we cl- started climbing some quite serious mountainous roads. Yeah, I know around there a little bit. We did it in the daytime mm. when it was light. Anyway, we'd heard there was a weather warning. We got to um, 
we got started to get into the mountainous part of Wales, you know, where it's Pau Powys. Mm. We climbed up to the top of where the jurisdiction changes between one part of Wales and another. And we know this, because as we came over the top and everyone was like, whoa, let's stop, it started really heavily blizzarding. Oh. And the council gritter was coming up, and it was too wide, really, for this part of the road. It's a very windy mountain road. Beautiful. We had to wait for the council gritter to get up to the top. And he stopped where we were, like in the lay-by. So we, 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 we pull over and we're like, it's starting to properly snow. We're in a Vectra VXR. Yeah, so the incredibly powerful front-wheel drive, mm-hmm. heavy load on board, maybe good for traction, but everything else is not in its favour. Mm-hmm. I'm going to surmise. The gritter came up. Guy got out the lorry mm-hmm. for a chat in the lay-by. And he's like, you going that way? We're like, yeah, we're going to Aberystwyth. He went, good no, luck. <laughs> and he's the gritter driver. So we're like, oh, great. Like that old VW Beetle advert. Why does the man who drives the snowplow drive. drive to get the snowplow? Why does the man who drives the gritter drive to get to the gritter? No, Not don't they a Vauxhall VX, Vectra <laughs> VXR. That would be a fucking stupid thing to do. <laughs> well, so... I say, right, boys, we're going to do this. We'll be fine. <laughs> we'll tip, we'll tiptoe, we'll tiptoe the power, the, the powerhouse down. And we'll, first of all, my mate, who was a little hungover from the, he'd gone out the previous night. He said, "I really need a poo before we crack on." I'm like, "We're in, we're on the top of a mountain." <laughs> so he, he he rifles around the car asking if anyone's got any tissues or serviettes. Oh my god! Go, go to that. <laughs> Goes and has a, has a shit in a blizzard. <laughs> Poo in a field in a blizzard. I mean, fair so play. his need must have been immense for him to go oh, to have a field that. poo. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. so he's got and had a field poo. He had enough serviettes. We get back in the car. Heaters on. We were listening to some music, and I forget what it was. We drive there, and we don't crash, but we slip all over the place. Mm. We park up outside our B&B, and as we're walking into town to start what became quite a big night in a small town, which are my favourite kinds of nights, actually, Mm. two things happened. One, as we were walking in, I found a Mark II Cavalier SRI 130 parked at the side of the road, and I hastily wrote on a friend's bit of envelope or something, my 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 name and number, and about a month later, the guy did phone me. But you did, did what happened? Uh, he actually said it is for sale, but I couldn't afford it at the time. It's yeah. a shame because I do wish I bought it because it's a very rare car. Mm. While we were out, I was one of the guys that I brought with me was my cousin, mm-hmm. Adam. We were out in this pub and it was a real cross mix of people some students, some older, like middle aged, like ale drinking mm-hmm. blokes. Yeah, sounds like average. One of, one of the students was wearing the most repulsive shell suit. It was sort of turquoise yellow full proper horrible shell suit mm. with a little irony I'm sure mm. well well my yeah. mate Adam started chatting to him and going this is amazing absolutely he was a bit drunk so he just kept saying it was amazing mm. he said I'll buy it <laughs> k- k- kids like k- kids like uh, kids like well it's not it's not for sale I'm on a night out and also it's like, clothes I'm in them and Adam was like no you, you'll sell it what will you sell it for and they was like, oh, well, I'm on a night out, you know, it's, it's what I'm wearing. Anyway, 30 quid later. 
Because obviously he's a student, so 30 quid is the same as 300. Yeah. I imagine he could have just told him where he got it from, which would have been like... Well, my mate, my, my, my cousin Adam was like, I'm having it. So he went, he, he just he just un, he just took his wallet out, unfolded 30 quid, and I'm like, well, what? how, how is this going to work? You're on a night out. The kid's got... So the kid was like, well, I'll tell you what, 30 quid, and um, you give me your T-shirt. What about trousers? Didn't, he just had pants, he didn't <laughs> care. He just had long box shorts on. So Adam, Adam gave him his T-shirt, <coughs> took the shell suit. Mm. Adam was then just wearing a, like a, a V-neck sweater, so he looked a little bit like... Um, uh, that's the guy from Basic Instinct. Michael, Michael Douglas. He looked a bit like Michael Douglas from Basic the Instinct. Deep V with nothing underneath. <laughs> deep V with nothing it's underneath. It's an iconic but uncomfortable look. It is. It's a deep V with no, it's It's a little bit um, Simon Cowell, mm, of which we're, yeah. I think we're in the vicinity of Cowell. Mm, anyway, yeah. so yeah, the end of the night, it, a lot of other things happened, some of which can't be said, uh, really. Mm. But um, needless to say, he came back with a shell suit. Yes. We, no one died. Yes. Um, storm came in on the seafront. Mm. Woke up the next morning, very snowy and icy. That afternoon we made our way back. <clears throat> Everyone was deeply hungover. I was concentrating very hard in the VXR. Mm. And my friend Adam, the one that bought the shell suit, had, f- um, had picked up an erotic novel from a charity shop because he'd been walking around that morning, just gone in a couple of charity shops. So he was in the back of this VXR just reading these... hilarious... Like fever dream. Just, he was reading these extracts of erotic novels. One of my other friends who was in the car with me had the horn, so he kept telling him to stop because he was just getting out of the horn. And then we all decided, look, we need to just find... A nice Sunday lunch box of Sunday. Yeah. We need to stop and have lovely Sunday lunch. Everyone will reset and we'll carry on the journey in the VXR. Mm-hmm. So we're just looking on the map and we say, oh, there's a, there's a place. And this is the weird bit. And I still don't know where this pub is. We saw a pub coming up. We're like, oh, that looks really good. It said Sunday roast. Really cool. And then it says Sunday roast, Sky Sports, Shark Tank. And we go, right. well, we need a roast anyway, and it's open. And it looked nice. Yeah. We went in, and there's a shark tank next what? to the carvery. There's a, it's got a real, it's got two real sharks in it. How big? Well, the, the biggest one was n- not as wide as this car, not as long as this car is wide. That's still quite big. But like a, I don't mean, like a sun shark. I mean, they're sharks, they're proper sharks. In a pub, in this, the, and I mean in the middle of nowhere in Wales. We are talking in the middle of nowhere. This still sounds like a dream. All of this happened. I am telling you, all of this happened. All because of Vectra VXR. Mm-hmm. I mean, I told you about when it got awkward for me at a hand car wash with my Rover 75. It wasn't this place, another one. It's not the place that towed it away. No. <laughs> no, it's a car wash near where I used to live. And yeah. the bloke washed the outside, and then he he went. He tried to charge me whatever it was for a large car, and I went, "This isn't a large car." And he went, "Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a large car." And I went, "It's not. It's a medium-sized car." And he went, "No, it's not." And I went, "What would you call a medium-sized car?" And he's like, oh, a three series." And I went, "Exactly, it's the same size as a three series." And he went, "No, it's not." And I was like, "It bloody is." And it got to the point where I was almost like getting my phone out to look up the dimensions. Is that true? I didn't know that. <laughs> 
yeah maybe it was pre-smartphone i can't remember i was definitely getting up on my hind legs about it and in the end i think we agreed to compromise with like the sort of 50p to split the difference what <laughs> it was the principle of it oh. i know about cars i know the rover 75 it's not a large car it was it was small executive segment car at most i love that and he went what do you call a medium-sized car the three shows ah. exactly i mean you know even if he said monteo i'd have gone aha I think you'll find that the Rover 75 is shorter than Monday. I wouldn't have said that with confidence, though, because I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> I, I can't really remember. 75 wasn't a big car. I should have said to him, look at the rear legroom. It's compromised. It's not a roomy car, this. It's small, if anything. It's a small saloon for its sector. And what sector is that, my friend? The medium-sized sector. Anyway, I didn't go back there. <laughs> I've got a, got a fork for sushi, mm. um, but I don't know if it's a fork event. It's not really, is it? No, but... I didn't need to, although I might need it for that. Well, you? chopsticks would be more traditional. I didn't see any chopsticks. That's I a didn't really see good, any chopsticks. You can use a pair of coffee stirrers. Or a couple of biros. You can use a couple I mean, of I wouldn't biros. recommend it, but you could do that. Yeah, there's a horrible story of oh. a friend of mine when we were much younger with his dog with a pair of biros. It was an awful story. What? It was an awful story. Oh, I don't think I'm going to press you. No, well, that. what's weird is he became a drug addict. Because of the dog and the biro? No. No, he just went off the rails properly. Shame, because when I knew him, he was a nice kid. Even though he stole my watch later on at school and threw it in a river. <laughs> it's true. But I knew he'd done it, so I called the police and he paid me a pound a week for about a year. Why did he throw it in a river? Because somebody knew that he'd done it and because I immediately alerted people that my treasured... It was a... Timex? No, uh, let me get... I think it was um, Se Seiko. I think it was Seeker yeah. by then. Uh, I might have saved it, or, it, or I was still at the stage where, do you remember the really high-end Casios, which had multiple um, displays and animations? Mm. I, I, went for, I had one of those, it was like 50 quid. Fancy. It was a lot for a Casio. I think it might have. Have been. I told you about the Knight Rider watch that I had when I was a kid? Get out. No. Digital watch? Yeah. Looked like... Michael Knight's watch. Of course it did. And the alarm went... I was king of the school when I got that. Bloody hell. Well, did it have an hourly class. chime? Do you remember an hourly chime? Yeah, was it thing? pipped on the hour if you wanted it to. Yeah, I love it. An and then if you set the alarm or if you press the two side buttons simultaneously, ding, 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 in a very tinny little digital watch way. Fantastic. Um, one night... After I'd supposed to have gone to bed, I waited till my parents back downstairs and I put my light back on. I thought, they'll see, you know, they, they used to do this bit. They'll, they'll see the light unless I had one of those, you know, like a desk lamp with an with a with a angle poise. No, not an angle poise, but just one of those desk lamps with a with a bendy neck. I know. Bent it right down so the bulb was right <laughs> low over my bedside table. Yeah. So minimum light spill. Hot bulb though. It's just enough that I can read a car magazine for a bit longer because I didn't want to go to sleep. Quite. Unfortunately, yes, hot bulb. You can see where this is going. Hot bulb near Night Rider Watch. Oh no. Fell asleep 
Face On Car magazine no. woke up. Had it melted? Melted the um, <gasps> melted the top of the Night Razor watch. Oh my gosh. It still works, but the whole frontage, the, the, the perspex bit over the actual screen and all of the plastic moulding to look like the actual Night Rider watch, ruined. What did you do? Well, that's it. And it was a... It was a birthday present, I think, bought from an advert in Lookin magazine. Replacement unavailable, even if my parents had been willing to fork out for another one, which they weren't because I'd been doing something I shouldn't have been doing, which is not going to bed, mm -hmm. and I had ruined my watch. And that was it. And... Bloody hell, that's a bad story. Yeah, it was sad. But then... Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Fast forward... You didn't meet David. To Hattel a was. sad old twat. No, I did go to a Knight Rider convention once in America by accident. Mm. Well, I didn't mean to. I was I was my um, brother-in-law, ex-brother-in-law, uh, said, "I'm thinking of going to a Knight Rider convention this afternoon." And I was I'd borrowed an Aston Martin Rapide. This was in Los Angeles, and I'd uh, I'd borrowed an Aston Martin Rapide, and he just basically wanted to go and show off to all his nerd mates at this convention. So he went over in the Aston. They were so nerd-wowed by it that I was allowed to go into the inner sanctum. It's in a hotel. It's like a sort of weird conference room, conference centre hotel in Burbank. I was allowed into the kit-only parking area, park the Aston at the end of a row of kit replicas. What? It was a weird afternoon. And they were selling replica Michael Knight watches, and, I, and they were only sort of like 15 or $20 or so. And I thought... I've got that in my pocket. I could buy one of those. But it didn't do the ding, 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 ding. And for me, that was a little you bit... You didn't buy it? No. No, I didn't. Even for $15? I know. I kind of regret that I didn't. But it would have been, it would have been a hollow a hollow buy without the, without the music. So then, one day, I, 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 looked, I looked up on eBay. I wonder if there's any of those old watches from the 80s going. Hmm. No. But I saved it in my searches. And, and about only a few weeks ago... Bing, search came up. One new item matches your search. Night Rider watch. Mm -hmm. And there it was. And it was about 100 quid it was already up to. And I thought, mm -hmm. well, now what price childhood memories or really completing some unfinished business from my childhood? Do I really need a Night Rider watch? Those are the times when you need me to be round for a beer. What, to give me dubious life advice yeah to just go press buy it now now no there was no buy it now it was bidding and it was uh, it was north of a hundred sheets well if memory serves it eventually went for over 500 pounds are you joking mm -hmm. so it's really rare apparently so shit so I won't be getting one of those so you and your stupid bedside light mm. you would have still had that wouldn't you I'd be sitting on 500 quid's worth of watch 
and never selling it unless yeah. someone was going to swap it for a genuine Michael Knight jacket in which case you're in you are in there yeah, a jacket wouldn't pay the theme tune so I'm still kind of mm. at this Michael Knight uh, sorry Knight Rider convention yeah please tell me that Hasselhoff was actually there no it was he, a bit of a second division Knight Rider convention I think second division what else is there Devon's going to be dead the row of replica kit was there a truck no oh my god Rich, I can't remember what went on inside in the actual conventions bit I can't remember there were the, was the woman there no I don't remember there being any celebrities there well how can you have a convention there's nothing there well because they're meeting to talk about their shared love of the show I guess oh there would have been like a second or third um stuntman oh yeah I'm sure there would have been like yeah I reversed the I'm car sure. out the lorry once we once yeah I was going to say but I nearly died I just didn't do it again didn't feel didn't feel I wanted we'll to go have a quick look see if there's any Night Rider watches on here now can you um I've got a Dukes of Hazard watch new old stock new old stock yeah 1980 it's still in the box and, and stuff I took it out the wrapper and put a battery in it and it didn't work See, look, these are the other Knight Rider watches that the people in America seem to want. These were the ones that sold in the US, and they, I don't think they played the tune, but they were a radio watch. Remember when that was a thing? You could plug headphones in and listen Hang on, to radio. Hang on, it's 400 That's quid. That's 400 quid for a, for a Knight Rider watch. For just a cheapy little... Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like you, the equivalent without Knight Rider branding and stuff on it would be... Like well, I suppose that's like the equivalent of buying the really rare Star Wars figure with just a leatherette cloak. Yeah. And just the leatherette cloak, because it's a slightly different shade of maroon. Uh, it makes it worth a thousand sheets. And I'm like, oh. Know, if it was, I don't know, if it was Thunderbirds, I might be in there. Where are we? No, no. No matches. Do you, want me, the thing? do you no. want me to bring my, next time I see you, do you want me to bring my, um, do you want me to bring my um, Dukes of Hazard watch? It's supposed to do the Dixie horn oh really but a problem is is it, I put a new battery in and it didn't work it never had a battery in it oh and I think the, the board inside is damaged I took it mm. to a high end jewellery shop but guy I know and he just looked at me and he went do you want me to like, look, have a look at it and I went well yeah but let me know if it's all going to get silly and he had it for about three days he just phoned me up and I said oh is it good news he went no I can't make it work at all oh now you know when people you know when people make replicas out of um, from normal production cars of something more exotic? What, like a Fiero that becomes a Ferrari three four eight? I have this idea of imagine if you could just revert. We could you could do reverse replicas just to just as what? revenge. So you buy an old Ferrari three sixty and you very very carefully turn it into a replica of a base model Pontiac Fiero is that, or is a Toyota MR2 yes and you go oh what that looks just like a Toyota MR2 ah but it's not it's <laughs> hello Ferrari. I'm the world's most ironic man yeah and I've spent an absolute frigging fortune making this Ferrari look like an MR2 <laughs> for my own amusement why not I was amused about it for about three and a half minutes and that's all I needed <laughs> Three days ago, <clears throat> I had my annual dentist appointment. Yes, I know, because I texted you. Well, you did. I, I texted remember that. you, and you were in a dilemma, I remember. <laughs> okay. Now, my dentist, and I don't know if it's the same for others, is was listening to music while he was performing his duties. Oh. On my mouth. Really? Mm. And 
Good morning. As as Perform your duties on my as mouth. As, as soon as my chair went back, it was Journey, Don't Stop Believing. Oh. Now, I don't know whether he put it on or it was a radio, because I, I wasn't in there very long. But it made me wonder, what's the best song you could do dentistry to? Oh, my God. I just... I, dentistry is a... Uh, an unwelcome... You don't like it? No, who does? I quite like it. What? Yeah, I genuinely I love it. Is it because you've got good show. teeth, though? My teeth are all right. I don't have issues. This is like when you, t- you know, a car that's always been really faithful to you, and you just every year you go, MOT, not worried. Yeah, just not throw worried. it in, job yeah. done, boom, go on, another service, do, your worst. do the oil, whatever. Uh, no, I've had some bad experiences at the dentist. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, one time I had to have a tooth, well, I've had to have a tooth pulled twice, and the second time was even worse than the first, which I didn't think would be possible. And at one point, I actually punched the dentist in the chest. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a mean to. It was like an instinctive reaction, but he was like properly like this, and it was fucking hurting. And he kept having to top up the anaesthetic because the text took so long. Oh. And it got to the point where the anaesthetic. Your eyes are watering just thinking I know, about it. it's awful. I have flashbacks to it. And there was a point where he was like sort of tugging on it. It was incredibly painful. And I was going, ah! And he was ignoring my screams, and I sort of went, and punched him in the chest. Sugar. Okay. He was only a little guy as well. I felt really bad. I had to apologise afterwards for, for A for the punching and B because I think at one point I, I was swearing quite a lot. What with tubes in your mouth? <laughs> yeah, we don't have room for tubes. He's got some fucking pliers in there. <laughs> was he listening to music though? I can't remember. Was there a poster on the ceiling of a Paradise Island? No. Really? Is there a calendar on the ceiling? Is there anything on the ceiling? A famous quote from somebody? Is that what your dentist got? Yeah. A famous quote. Yeah, there is a quote, but there's definitely a paradise. But is it really poster. irrelevant to dentistry? Oh, well, I'm sure it's irrelevant. And there's a you got a, an aquarium as well. Uh, yeah, there's all, aquariums. I mean, all dentists have aquariums. I love the fact that dentists have aquariums. It sort of goes to the thing. But it feels like you have to. It would be odd if you didn't. If you had a, you had a hamster in a cage or something, you'd go, "Why have you got?" Oh this? yeah, people would just question. What are you they? doing to it? It feels like that anything, anything warm-blooded. It feels like it's there for experiments. So if you just had a chinchilla, <laughs> and it was like six feet away from you, you had your mouth. It's doing that and thing just, where they just sort of orbit the cage just, in a really mad know. way. <laughs> you just go, why? Why the chinchilla? Oh, God. You walk in, there's, just, there's a pen in the corner of the room and it's got a goat in it. It's a goat. What are you doing? He's trying to jump yeah, all the time. Yeah, like he's, he's always chewing on the edge of his dentistry coat. Just, you go like this, you go, oh, hi. He's called Mr. Bradley, my dentist. He's a nice, nice guy. As the chair's going back, uh, how are you? Is you had a good year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's normally just before Christmas, but I missed this appointment, so I had to do it in January. Uh, hang on a minute, what the freak's the goat doing in the corner? Where's your fish tank gone? God, goat! Hang on, why is the window? You've got a stable door and there's a horse poking his head in. What's that with you? Well, but before, <coughs> it's, a, it's quite a small room that, that the dentist typically operates in, and yeah. it's got a dangerous dog in it. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a really bitey mastiff. <laughs> Don't mind him. And Don't mind Tommy. Over really expensive Swiss machine. Oh yeah, it's always just. Oh, it's just had a waz on the base unit <laughs> of the sort of you know, the chair system, which I bet costs loads. Oh, hundreds of grand. Yeah. Hundreds. Just, I'm just going to stop there. Don't worry, the anaesthetic's just going to stop taking effect. I'm just going to mop up. I'm afraid uh, Billy's done another little whoopsie on the dentistry floor. I think I get it.
I'm sorry, what? Yeah. He's fine. The children love him. <laughs> Obviously, you have to keep him away from them because of the biting. Uh, it's ironic, really, isn't it? Because he's using his teeth. Billy, the bull mastiff. Yeah, he's really, he's just... He's I, met, I met a Rottweiler the other day, a farmer that um, finally let me look round his yard. Well, I've been liaising via, um, <coughs> via a, 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 a dad of, of mine <clears throat> not a dad of mine. A, um, Usually just the kids. One. one of my one of my friend, friends' dad mate. dads, yeah. dad mate, and he's a he's a rep for um for John Deere. Oh, for farming equipment. Ooh. And one of his clients he's is this you a farmer. Baseball cap. He has it before actually, but he said he, he told me this two years ago. There's a guy just really close to you with a farm, very secluded, and he's got loads of hoarded crap, mostly American. You'll love it. did crap. And sure enough, he let, after two years of you know trying to you know get your foot in the door, I, I got to walk around the farm. But he said, "Oh, um, he said the dog's massive. He said he, he looks dangerous. He's, he's, as long as you're with me, he's fine." He's called Merlin. <laughs> around the corner, Merlin, Merlin the Rottweiler was massive, <laughs> absolutely massive, biggest Rottweiler I've ever seen. Really? Yeah, and I, they're a handsome tail. dog, aren't they? Had yeah, it's had its tail. It, yeah, it had an unclipped tail. It was yeah. a tail that was fully erect like that, and it and it stood. It, it was did, like a little whip aerial tail, though. They quite sort of. Yeah, it was. And, but yeah. it had such a thick neck and it a big head. It was all frontal power. Yeah, the back yeah. end was really small and. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of a car equipment. It's like a reverse dragster. You know, you have got your big yes. flex and all yeah, your engine yeah. back there. On the front, just like. Or maybe like a Citroen DS, where the front is, is like, a lot wider than the back. Yeah, it all is like that. All the powers that. at the front. Yeah. Now that they're not sort of the dangerous what? dog of choice, you don't see them around anymore. But it means when you do see them, you can appreciate they're actually <coughs> really nice dogs. They've got a bad this, rep. This, it's this, like this. Dobermans. Dobermans are. Yeah. Although the Doberman's snout is designed purely to for maximum impact as it jabs it into your jaffers. Really? Well, I mean, not, you know what I mean, though. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. That nature seems to have gone now. The Doberman, why does it need a pointy snout? I think it's so it can just stuff it straight into your your underparts in a really aggressive well, way. Robert Llewellyn's dog, uh, well, sadly, it's died about a year or so ago. Joey, it was a greyhound. Okay. It was a greyhound bigger than a whippet. Yeah. It was a greyhound, and it used to just park its fate, its head straight into your crotch. And just just go in there, and it would just yeah. pause. If you were stood there talking, it would just mm. pause and just stand there. Wouldn't rustle around. It would oh, just, really? just, just park. Just, just like putting a bicycle into a into a bike stand. It was just really odd. Plugged itself in. It did, and I was always a bit like, oh. <laughs> "Is he doing that on purpose?" Well, yeah, he's <clears throat> right next to you. You know. I've just thought of a really good animal that kids would like. It's a talking point. It's a bit weird, but not too weird because it's quirky. Okay. Duck. A duck. A dentistry duck. With water or without? Uh, no water, no, it just waddles around. Oh. There might be a pond out the back or a big bowl or something, but no, it just waddles around. And then maybe it's not even there to start with, and then you, you, you recline back. Yeah. And then there's just this. And. Hey, what was that? Uh, what was I? Oh, it's. What was that? Oh, no, there's a duck in here. Yes, there is. A, we've, got, we've got a new surgery duck. Would you like to meet him? Uh, I think he's doing my teeth. Just hang on, I'll pick him up. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> all over those yeah. immaculate, all over the immaculate instruments. I'm so sorry. On the mirrored pad. Um, 
I'm going to have to change my surgical gloves because I'm afraid the duck's just pooed on my hand. Uh, a little bit's gone on your trousers. Don't worry, I'll sort that out with the sucky thing. <laughs> what are you doing? It's going in my mouth! <laughs> Would it be a duck or could it be a moorhen? Uh, so moorhens are, moor, are like a renegade bird. They're not they? quite with the ducks. Yeah, not it's quite true, with actually. the geese. Yeah. And they can't fly. Can they not? I'm pretty sure more hens can't fly. More hens and uh, what's the other one that's similar but different colour scheme? Oh, it's not a not a shag, is it? No, they just they, they they all live in the same pond. There's a few in the park up the way from us, and they, I can't remember. Is it an orange bill or a? Yeah, they've got some orangey red, red and yeah. more hens white, isn't it? White or yellow? But they're basically yeah. the same. It's just the same bird what but a different colour scheme. Like it's very like, small. I can't remember now. Anyway. I'll tell you what I'd like, uh, uh, is a grebe. They're an underrated... Um, grebe? A grebe, underrated uh, British water waterway bird. You don't see them very often, but they're quite cool. There's a lot of water birds that I'm not familiar with. The puffin is apparently in decline. So it's what I read recently. Have you ever seen a puffin? Not in real life. I haven't seen a puffin in real life. No. No. <laughs> a dentistry puffin? That is a talking point. It just sounds like a, an offensive saying. <laughs> you dentistry I, I think if you... The whole bird thing may not be... It may be uh, a, the wrong direction for this dentistry animal thing because if you're walking into a new dentist for the first time and you, you, your first impression is, what bird shit in this room? It seems to be... Some... Flying around, you can't yeah. get to it. Well, that's it. And then you're sort of there... And he, you've got to have your mouth wide open because he's busy. And then you realise that there's an owl sitting on the dentist's light right above oh, you. like that? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like peering it, over. It may dive down and try and remove a bit of food from between your teeth. Or it might just plop in your mouth. Oh. <laughs> Either way, it's like, this is off-putting. Much though, I do like an owl. I started doing that impression of my old housemate at university um, as I was getting into the car this morning. I did it to myself whilst I was loading the gear in to come and see you. Honestly, <laughs> absolute seminal moment. <laughs> Your housemate who used to get so high in his room that he, could, he couldn't come downstairs and would have to ring the house. This was the yeah the, the early days of mobile phones, as in affordable mobile phones for the common man. Mm. And he basically rinsed his entire student loan on buying a Nokia and a, and, a, and a contract. And he phoned the landline and said, Johnny, is that you? I went, yeah. What's up? Is that you, Harpal? Yeah. Aren't you in your room? Yeah. And he goes, but you're, that's just there. Yeah. Listen. Can you do us like a really sweet favour yet? And I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, what, what are we talking about? Listen, all I want, yeah. Go in the kitchen, yeah. Get me a sweet glass of water, yeah, and bring it up and leave it outside my door. <laughs> <laughs> and he said it with a really like hoarse voice, like, I'm telling you now, didn't get back till like six, yeah. Been in Hammersmith club night, yeah. It was the whole place was on fire, yeah. It was amazing. But like, I'm really feeling it now. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna get. I'm gonna like have a bit more of a sleep, and then I'm gonna come down and maybe have like potato waffle or something. What? Uh, what time? <laughs> what time? Oh, I was like Sunday at about four p.m. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was really late. I mean, we were students. I get it. 
Oh, but I mean, we didn't. I didn't even know he was in. I thought he was still out. <laughs> rang the landline in the house that he's in. Well, because the thing is, is normally we would know he was in because we would hear Mickey Finn. Mickey Finn would just be played, uh-huh. and you just you just hear that muffle because you know it's like two rooms away. Mm. Come on! We go, oh yeah, he's in. He's upstairs. All we'd see is abandoned Rockport trainers by the front door, which you always make a point of telling me how much they were. See those, yeah? £120 they were, yeah? They go, I'm, I'm go- guys, I'm going out tonight, yeah, I'm going back out to Bagley's and. Um, Getting picked up by Taz. So if I'm in the shower yet and the door goes, that'll be Taz. Taz has got his he's got his BM convertible outside, yeah. 323 fucking the shit, yeah. He's gonna pull up, we're gonna go to Bagley's in the beamer beamer. And and was it it was Taz, yeah, Taz had the BM and it was an E36 convertible. And they were it would have been quite new thinking about it. Yeah. This was 1997. Yeah, well. Wasn't it? It would have been contemporary yeah and he was a student hmm. and I'm like what in a turquoise E36 pretty much new convertible yeah what's Taz doing then with his mm. Taz was a good lad that he used to sometimes sleep on the sofa <laughs> and when he came home when he came home and he was drunk every, everything he'd say everything at three times the speed it would be brilliant was this the guy Whose cousin had a prelude. Yes, 2.2. And he'd love that was his benchmark for performance cars. It would be the 2.2 prelude. Prelude. And he'd love it. He'd, he'd call it, sometimes call it the lewd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, I got my, yeah, got my mate, yeah, he's got the prelude, got 100 prelude 2.2, yeah, the fucking thing flies, yeah. Like VTEC goes flying, yeah, like nothing can beat it. <laughs> nothing can beat it, yeah. Nothing. We all get in it, yeah, mm. and we're, I'm get, I'm stoned and I'm fucked. And nothing's flying, yeah. Never seen a rev counter do what it did. <laughs> it was just, he was so good. Where was he from? Coventry. Ah. Uh, I got back to Coventry at the weekend and that. Like, I've got to get some more money in my phone. It's like £100 this month. This phone was like, like 100 quid <laughs> for the phone. What have you been doing? You've <laughs> <laughs> been phoning people from your room. <laughs> Mind you. I'm not pissing around, Johnny. I've got £120 in a rock ports, yeah? He had some Stone Island jacket or something. A 150 quid jacket, yeah? I'm not fucking about, yeah? I'm like, why don't you get a part-time job? You go... Fuck that shit, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Has anybody ever listened to the U2 album that appeared mysteriously on their iPhone a couple of years back? Oh. Does, um, any, does anybody, because it came up on my shuffle. I've forgotten about that. Well, I haven't ever listened to it, and it came up yesterday when I was driving home and I'd, I'd run out of things to listen to, and I put it on shuffle, and I don't have much music what on my phone. What was it called? Something of in- Songs of Up Innocence? the Bunghole or something. Yeah. <laughs> songs. I yeah, think was... I might have started listening to it, because I don't, you know, I quite like you 2 but, but then I was, there was, I was sort of on, on a point of principle, it was almost like, mm. don't tell me what I'm going to have on my phone. Well, this is the thing, I think this, it's actually quite a good album, it seems, but... Really? Because it, oh, was, just give it, gi- it, cause it was just given away. Yeah, I don't it think became any, worthless, yeah. I don't think anyone's ever listened to it. Yeah. 
That's the thing, I think it put people's noses out of joint. And do you know what I'm going to do? You're going to make it your new favourite album just to be, just to be contrary. It's going to be the only album on your phone from now on. I'm going to break into Bono's house when he's on tour. And put things in his and house. And I'm going to buy all different furniture. And I'm going to pay no, but you can't replace his furniture. That's the, you just have to add extra add. furniture that he doesn't want. Okay, so, so not, like I'm a, not going to replace anything. I'm really, going to add. really horrible armchair. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be a horrible armchair. It might be a nice armchair, but Bono will never find out because he'll refuse to sit in it because it's like... I didn't buy this armchair. <laughs> but also... It's very intrusive that you put this armchair That's in the thing. House. He'll be confused at the fact that someone's gone in there, yeah. seamlessly put it in there, no sign of Extra intrusion. pictures on his walls. Yeah. Extra pictures of your family alongside his family. Oh, yeah. I'm going to put a picture of my kids and my family yeah. on Bono's wall. Just another car on his drive. But it's, it's not a shit car. It might be a good car. You're just going to give him a car? Just like a, it's like a new Fiesta where you couldn't go, well, that's a terrible car. You go, that's a perfectly serviceable car. Though I'll never find out because I'm not driving it because I didn't want it and you gave it to me anyway. That's a really good idea. But then, because wasn't it very hard to delete that U2 album? Well, Possibly impossible to delete it from your I don't, music library. I don't know if you can. So you take away the keys to the Fiesta so the, the Fiesta is, is just on Bono's driveway forever. <laughs> what, like going mouldy? It's uh, never been driven. Never been driven. No, just, it's brand new. In fact, you sneak around sometimes and you clean it and make sure the tyres have got air in and stuff like that. Just like that U2 album, which most people haven't listened to mm. yet because they've forgotten it's even there. Mm. Again, the Fiesta. It's there. Mm. It's in vision, but nobody mm. really takes any notes of it. And then one day, Bono... Oh, it's a really good idea. ...figures out the keys are actually on the top of one of the front wheels. And he goes for a drive in it and goes, oh. It's all right. It's quite a good car. I still don't know who gave it to me. <laughs> Somebody gave me a free Fiesta 12 years ago. I mean, it's an appealing prank, but I don't think it's 50 it's grand's worth of prank. It's, it's unlocked, and what he does, you know when you can specify when you have stuff delivered where they leave it, if mm. you're not there? Just, just leave it in Bono's Fiesta, and it just becomes it just becomes a, a, a receptacle for, for DPD and UPS deliveries. Is this like a mate of mine who has an old Chrysler... Voyager that they don't really use and it became a shed no he just kept using it to store balloons in before children's parties <laughs> seriously well his children he's got three kids but yeah you know it's sort of that period when kids really want helium balloons oh I hate helium balloons and he'd go and buy them and it's like well they're just going to get in the way slash spoil the surprise in the house so yeah. I'll just stick them in the Voyager but he wouldn't go to get them in the Voyager because I think it'd stop working so it was just a dormant it was a balloon storage unit on his driveway <laughs> Well, I remember getting locked out of my house when I was still living at home and I was at school. Came back from school in a massive rainstorm and um, realised I'd forgotten to take the house key. My parents were at work. My brother was somewhere else. Mobile phones weren't really the thing that school kids had. And um, I didn't know what to do. But my brother had left a an old Hillman Minx on the drive that he bought for 75 quid, I remember it. Bought it off an exceptionally fat, jolly man for 75 quid. And the engine ran, but it was rotten, so we were going to take the engine out and put it in his other Hillman Minx, but he left it open. So I got in this Hillman Minx, wet through, because I'd run back from the bus stop at school, got pissed on, 
couldn't get in my own house, so I sat in a semi-derelict Hilma Minx and fell asleep. <laughs> I fell completely asleep to the point where my parents, both my parents came home from work, walked past the car on the drive and didn't see me in there. I think it was all misted up. What if, unbeknownst to you, your brother had decided it was more Hassan's work, and a bloke arrived with a high-up on a truck and took the Minx away and crushed it? I, I woke up... For it to be like pitch dark at night, my parents were in, worried about me, and I think my brother was home. So, it, and it was like, how long have I been asleep for? Just in a in a rotten old Hillman Minx on my own drive. Happy I'm going to um, I'm going to break into Bono's house. <laughs> Just keep putting extra pairs of trousers in his wardrobe. <laughs> Where do these come from? These aren't. No, it's not the kind of thing that I would wear. Where are these coming from? <laughs> I took them to the charity shop and now they're back again. Why is this happening? I'm oh, sorry, Bono. You can't delete those trousers. <laughs> they're my, my trousers, Bono's but you're sock, having them. Bono's sock drawer. Just make it really, really crazy and very. Yeah, lots of extra socks. <laughs> Wall aggravates my skin. I can't wear these. Well, you've got them anyway. You know Weezer, the band Weezer, have done that covers album. Which is quite enjoyable in its own way. But no, I didn't know that. They've done a covers album. One of the things that they've covered is Sweet Dreams brackets are made of this by the Arithmics. Oh, yeah. And even though the title of the song, which I know full well, is Sweet Dreams are made of this, mm -hmm. because of the way that Annie Lennox sings it, I've always thought it goes Sweet Dreams are made of these. Mm -hmm. And then I've realised she's fudging the pronunciation of this to make it rhyme with disagree. And actually, that's a load of old arse. So she's going, Sweet dreams are made of these. Who am I to disagree? And then it's... I wonder if she tried it the other way around. She went, Sweet dreams are made of this. Who am I to disagree? <laughs> no, it doesn't work. It doesn't work, Dave. It doesn't work. No, it's not working. I'm going to do it a different way. Hang on, try this. Sweet dreams are made of these. How was that? Well, it sounds a bit bollocks, Sammy. Stop it! I've got indigestion. It's just weird, and I've always been, it's like how long has that, that song's been out for thirty plus years, and I never realised, despite it being written down, yeah, that I it's this. Sweet I dreams are made of these. Uh, Annie, do you want to come over? Oh yes, that'd be great. We can talk about these and that. Why are you saying it like that? Uh, I always say no like reason, no reason. Are you just saying it like that so you don't look like an idiot because you said it like that in that song 30 odd years ago? No. Are you taking the peas, sir, to me? How many of your stories involve people removing their trousers? Because last night you told well, me about that bloke, <laughs> that bloke who drank an entire bottle of spiced rum and shat himself. <laughs> no, sorry. I'm doing a disservice. <laughs> Is this correct? Because we had a couple of beers, but that he he split his white linen trousers. He was trying to do the splits and other dance moves. Having drunk a, a bottle of having spiced drunk rum. Bo he, he bought a, cap a bottle of Captain Morgan spiced in a club. So a whole bottle in a club. Which, well, I didn't ask you, which town was this in? Well, it really matters, but I'm trying to get... You'd never guess. In a month of Sundays. You toxiter. <laughs> I don't know why that would be a place to do that. There's no place I, like I wasn't there, so I believe it was Lyme Regis. Okay. I'm feeling, so, I mean, it's quite a small place, Lyme Regis, right? Have you I been there? I don't think I've ever been. 
I've been numerous times, including Cub Camp. So he bought, in a nightclub. A small town nightclub. Small town nightclub. Mm -hmm. The most violent of all the nightclubs. <laughs> um, he bought a bottle of Captain Morgan spiced rum. Mm. Boshed the lot. Then he was wearing white linen trousers. He was starting to do some moves on the dance floor. <laughs> Realised he was getting a bit wobbly. Did the jump splits on the dance floor and split the linen trousers. Split the linen trousers from front to back. His genitals were apparently hanging out because it was loose linen and he was just walking around the club just windmilling himself. But now wearing. <laughs> so his trousers have become effectively two separate garments. Leg sleeves. <laughs> pair of white linen leg sleeves <laughs> and it's this so he's polished off the rum by now <laughs> this right what are you however the, the problem is you know like a bit of a <laughs> catastrophic effect on his gut <laughs> the problem is is if you've ever drunk quite a lot of spirits in a very short space of time it's like a 20 minute delay before it hits you like an anvil yeah and he he had that moment and realised he had to go to the toilet. And as you know, nightclub toilets are brutal places oh, for a sit-down. Mm. Oh. And he went in there and he needed a sit-down. He had explosive diarrhoea and then realised there was no loo paper at all. Hadn't even checked before he started. Mm. Massive. Well, I mean, you avoid it in a club at mm. all costs, but anyway... So he just decided, well, my trousers are in tatters anyway. <laughs> so, he so he took his white linen trousers off and used it as toilet paper. <laughs> he used it as toilet paper and then he couldn't flush his trousers on the toilet. So, no. <laughs> so he just stuffed around the back of the cistern and then ran out of the club and then phoned his girlfriend his then girlfriend and go I'm not coming back in the club I'm outside and I've got no trousers on he just ran out he just ran out with his with his pants on <laughs> I'm not going back in because I've got no trousers but you did have trousers on when I last saw you admittedly they well they split dramatically but you did have trousers on where are your trousers they weren't covering well, your cock and balls but <laughs> it talked to you about the fate of my trousers <laughs> white linen trousers as well fucking hell <laughs> oh man now of late I've noticed Captain Morgan have been doing some quite you know quite different TV ads and, and online what? ads. Do any of them say, Arr, get this down you next, me hearties. <laughs> <laughs> you shall split. Split the pantaloons. <laughs> and then shut thyself. And use them to clean up. Arr. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.